evening, everyone. How are we? All right. I'd like to say hi to everyone here who's uh, in the hall tonight, as well as those watching from their homes or wherever they are, and of course those maybe looking at this online at a later stage. Uh, we're going to open up just with one scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, just to set the scene here and to sum things up actually to begin with. And I'd like to present uh, a set of 14 slides I think I've got tonight uh, about what's been happening in Sydney. But I want to start off with this scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 6. This sums up the year beautifully. It says, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. And uh, the set of slides here that you're about to see are certainly testament that one person has planted, another has watered, but the Lord has given the increase. And in some cases, there's actually been different fellowships. So Adelaide may have planted the seed here. Sydney may have watered the seed. The Lord's given the increase. Or Sydney planted the seed and Fiji watered the seed and God has still given the increase. Um, It goes on to say in verse 7, so neither is he that plants anything, neither he that waters, but God that gives the increase. So it's actually not about us. We're just serving the Lord in whatever capacity we are able to. And the Lord sees our our work of faith and he blesses accordingly. And it says in verse 9, for we are labourers together with God. Amen. So whether we're, we're in Adelaide or Sydney or Suva, it doesn't really matter. We're, we're in it together and we, we have a wonderful fellowship here. The year 2020 certainly has been a year of trial for me personally, as well as for our fellowship. It's, it's been a different year, that's for sure, that perhaps none of us could have foreseen. Obviously, I know the Lord foresees these things and has written them in his word. But who'd heard of Zoom a year ago? Put your hand up if you ever used Zoom a year ago. A year ago, before COVID, only a few people. Okay, well, I did the same thing, um, headcount in Sydney, and virtually no one had ever used Zoom before. Uh, But it becomes quite normal now, and to have fellowship um, online. So it's been a year of trial for our fellowship, as well as for certainly, certainly many people personally. But what I'd like to do, I'd like to remove all the trial aspect and just to focus on the good things, focus on the things that the Lord has done in spite of the bad that has occurred. So let's go to our first slide. Before I start, though, I also want to just say, look, this is a snapshot. All of these slides are simply a snapshot of the event as it took place or shortly afterwards after it took place. I'm not making any comments about people's own relationship with the Lord where they are now. It's like the book of Acts or like the whole Bible actually documents it, the good and the bad. We know people come to the Lord. We, we know that people move away from the Lord. But this is certainly an account of what the Lord did in these people's lives through people in Sydney at at certain times. So this is myself. I'm the guy without the tats, by the way. (laughs) And this is Jason. Jason uh, actually found us online. A lot of you may have seen his video on Facebook or when I was here in March at the leadership camp, I showed a four-minute video of him. 
this is Jason immediately after he got baptised. He found us online. He'd been, uh, he's got a, an amazing, colourful, chequered history, and uh, which I won't go into tonight. You can ask me later, or actually just go to Revival Sydney Revival Fellowship on our Facebook page, and you can get his whole testimony on video. Um, he found us online. He phoned, basically, he sent an email to our fellowship. Within an hour or two, I was talking to him on the phone, and he said, uh, basically, he knew through reading the scriptures that he needed to be baptised. And I said, well, there's something else you also need to do. He said, you need to receive the Holy Spirit. And uh, he cottoned on very quickly of what he needed to do. He came the very next day. He walked into the meeting with a paper bag and in his bag with his change of clothes. Came, walked in with a smile on his face and I knew that he was ready. He uh, got baptised that day. So the day after I spoke to him on the phone, he gets baptised. He prays for seven weeks and he ends up receiving the Holy Spirit on his own. And Jason is still around uh, today. So that's Jason. Our next slide, please. Okay, this is a testimony that began in Adelaide with Curtis Humphreys uh, being uh, employed in his current uh, employment. And uh, this is Curtis Humphreys' boss. Um, and basically Curtis had, had witnessed, um, to Al Alison is her name, um, Curtis had spoken to Alison and then I get this text message from Curtis saying, or oh, expect a call from so-and-so or here's her number, can you give her a ring? And so basically I make a, a phone call to Alison, we speak and we even have prayer over the phone and uh, she is ready picking for the Lord at this stage. Uh, she's been diagnosed with um, a serious, serious cancer and uh, she just wants to make things right uh, with the Lord. Um, she hadn't, um, she has a, an estranged family basically, or she'd become estranged from her family. Uh, basically her life was focused on work and uh, she'd had two failed marriages, uh, two kids um, from those marriages. And uh, she has been told that she is going to die. And so she uh, comes to a meeting. Um, she gets, she comes to her first meeting and after the meeting, her uh, sister and I have prayer with her and she receives the Holy Spirit straight away. Then, then I say, hey, look, do you want to see the baptism tank? She goes, no, it's okay, I've seen it already. I've seen it online. She'd already watched the videos online. So the following week she gets baptised and this is her getting baptised here. She's still walking on with the Lord. Um, keep her in, a, in your prayers uh, because Alison has still got that very serious diagnosis um, of cancer. Um, so that's Alison. Um, the, there's another testimony associated with this story. Um, a lot of this story tonight is about people coming to the Lord. But the, the, there's another side of that is keeping people in the Lord or the work that happens whilst you are in the Lord. And there's another testimony here in regards to the saints in Sydney actually looking after Alison. And I, I can't ignore the fact that how important it is to love one another and to look after each other. And uh, Alison certainly appreciates the saints in Sydney that have really rallied around about her and done a lot of practical help for her. Um, she's a single mum 
and uh, they've, they've really rallied around and been a wonderful testimony. So never give up on loving and serving your brothers and sisters. Okay, next slide. Okay, on the left is Jerry. He was leader Jerry at that, time, at that stage. Now he's pastor Jerry. And this story starts in Sydney. The lady uh, there on the right is called Ethelina. And Ethelina, I'd met Ethelina. She was a contact of a contact, at least. She could have been a contact of a contact of a contact. Anyway, I met her in the immigration detention centre in Villawood in Sydney, where she had been for some time. And, uh, but she was a person who loved the Lord. And uh, whenever I'd go in to visit her, she'd, she would love reading the word. I'd, I'd bring my Bible in and um, she would just read the word. And um, I, I knew that really we just had to get her in a private setting. And I knew the Lord would, would, would do his thing. So it began in Sydney. And then uh, months, months later, at the I think either the end of last year or the very beginning of this year, she was deported back to Fiji. Uh, but I kept in contact with her. And then um, I'd contacted leader or Pastor Jerry, and I asked him to follow her up for me, in which he did. And so he, he tends to make these arrangements and he secures the arrangement and then he drives for three hours or wherever across from one end of, of from Suva to Nandi to visit this uh, lady. And he ends up um, meeting her husband as well. And he ends up speaking with them both, praying with them both. They both end up receiving the Holy Spirit and then he marches them down to the ocean and baptises them both. So one assembly planting, another watering, and God giving the wonderful increase. We've got two for, for, for the price of one, basically, here. All right, next one, please. Okay, some of you may have seen this little video. This is not the video. This is just a picture. But on our Facebook page, you've got a two-minute condensed video. This is another Fijian man called Izzy Meli. Now, Izzy Melly is the uh, husband of one of the ladies who've come along recently, Izzy Melly and her and his um, wife came along together. Uh, Izzy Melly suffers from vascular dementia, uh, which was a death sentence. He was supposed to die five years ago. Uh, but his wife, um, Sushil, is her name. Um, at the time, just called out to the Lord. This is years before she came to the Lord. She just called out uh, to the Lord. She was a Hindu, and she called out to the Lord in front of the doctors at the RPA and said, God, you know, please heal my husband. Please don't take him now. You, are, you answer prayer. And the Lord heard her prayer and saved or spared Izzy Meli. Uh, fast track a number of years. Um, he was supposed to die uh, last August, I think it was, last year. And uh, I was uh, at a music concert of my son's in Newtown, which is near the city, and I get this text message saying, um, Izzy Melly is in a critical condition in RPA, not expected to live through the night. Can you pray for him, please? As it turned out, I was like, like one kilometre away um, from the hospital that particular night because I was at this concert, so I left the boys to catch the train home on their own. 
and I walked to the RPA and I ended up walk, uh, having prayer with um, Sushil um, and Izzy Melly and uh, he was supposed to die that night. He had septus and his, um, I don't know if some of you know what that is, it's, you don't want to get it. Uh, and the doctor said, look, his organs are shutting down, he's, he's going to die, he's in the process of dying. And the Lord intervened and reversed everything and he was discharged a few days later. Then this photo was taken in April this year, just around Easter time, where he had slipped into a coma and he had been in the coma for about three days at least. He hadn't, so he hadn't eaten nor, nor drunk nor taken his necessary medication uh, throughout any of this time. And this was also in pretty strict lockdown in Sydney with the nursing home. No one, not even his wife, was allowed to visit him. And he was dying and the doctor said, you've got about three days left. So familiar story. And because he was diagnosed as dying, we were actually, his wife and I were actually allowed to visit him. And so we visit him. And sure enough, um, his wife, Sushil, thought he's definitely dying. This is maybe my last opportunity. So we just uh, spoke to him as though he could hear us. We spoke about the Lord and I said, Hi, Izzy Melly, it's Pastor Andrew here. We've come to pray for you. How are you going? Sort of thing, like talking to him in faith. And we just uh, laid hands and... Um, we weren't supposed to touch him, so we said, look, look, Lord, we can't touch, but you can, Lord. You know, you do your thing. And um, who's, those who've seen the little video on Facebook will actually see the process live, if you like, of him being raised out of this coma. And he started to make these groaning sounds. And I'm thinking, is this guy in pain? I didn't really know and didn't understand what was going on at the time. He started going... I thought, my goodness, what's going on? I thought, I didn't know what to think, you know, and he kept making these sounds. His, his eyes opened, his head rolled back, his eyes rolled back, then his eyes centred, and he sort of, you could see that lights were turning on, and he, he couldn't, his face was mostly paralysed, and you could tell he was trying to smile. And then he, he had a little bit of food, a little bit of water. And the next photo is the next day. Do we have a miracle working God? Go to Sydney Revival Fellowship on Facebook and watch the video. All right. Uh, side to this story, Izzy is now asleep in the Lord. He died four months later. So rather than three days, which man had said he would live, the Lord actually gave him four months. So next slide. Okay, this is Caitlin. Caitlin's um, been very, very unwell for about four and a half years, almost five years now, actually. Um, anyway, at this time it was four and a half years um, that she started to be quite sick and they took... A long, long time to get to some final diagnosis and as to why she was unwell. Cut a long story short, this is in, in May this year. 
Um, Linda, her mum, rings me up and says, can you please pray for Caitlin? She's in a lot of pain. She's got excessive uh, fever, uh, nauseous, um, and this was typical uh, of the last four and a half years. And I said, well, can you ask Caitlin? I thought, well, I'm not, I don't want to actually pray for her. I, I didn't say this, but I didn't want to pray for her over the phone. I thought, we need to go a little bit further here. I said, why don't I come around and lay hands and anoint her with oil? And the mum said, well, I'll have to ask her. And so she goes away and asks her, and she comes back. She's, and she said, it's a miracle. She said, yes. And, um, and this is also on video if you go to our Facebook page. And so when I went to the, the, the next day to their place, so I didn't pray over the phone. I thought, well, no, we've set up the appointment, like that song, four days late, but the Lord's on time. So I didn't pray there over the phone. I thought, well, we've set up the appointment. Let's just keep that. So the next day I go to um, Caitlin's home. Um, her father is there also. Her father is not in the Lord, never come to the Lord, but um, heard the the story, so, you know, for many, many years. And um, like Pastor Godfrey, one thing I've learned from Pastor Godfrey is that you don't always just lay hands. Some, like Jesus, are often engaged in a conversation first or ask, them, ask a question like, what is it that, you, you know, that I would do? And so I've learned to engage in a conversation and, and to minister the word of God before prayer. And we know that... Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And we know that you get healed through faith. And uh, anyway, the father was there and I invited him to stay in the room. And uh, so he was hearing everything that was going on. And then it got time for, for prayer to actually pray and anoint her with oil. And he stands up and said, oh, I better go now. I'll let you guys do your thing. I said, no, 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 no. Where do you think you're going? And I was sort of surprised by my own sort of forthrightness. I said, you sit here. And I explained about the, the story uh, about um, how Jesus took the parents of that, that, that young person who died and, and Peter, James and John into the room and the girl was raised up. I said, look, you stay here. This is your daughter. And so he said, okay, he, he obliged and he sat down. And then anyway, so we go to anoint her with oil, lay hands on her. And instantly she's healed. And uh, she testifies in front of her dad, I'm healed. And she said, the moment that that oil touched my forehead, she, the fever just dropped and she felt better. And this is immediately after, immediately after that it took place. So you can see that video also on, on our Facebook. Next slide. Okay, this is again now Pastor Jerry. Now, the, bro the brother in the Lord here is in Fiji. Now, his brother came to the Lord last year in Sydney, got spirit-filled and baptised. And he died very suddenly at the beginning of this year. And so what began in Sydney with this Fijian man, then the gospel is forwarded on to his natural brother. And then Jerry, Jerry's a bit of a, he's an evangelist, he's a bit of a hunter in actual fact. And he hunted this man down and this man is now baptised and spirit-filled. So wonderful story. What began in one place continues on in another. The word of God is not bound.
Okay, next slide. Okay, in June this year, again in the middle of, of quite heavy restrictions in New South Wales, when we were not having any physical meetings, everything was on Zoom. Uh, this man, Joel Van, his name is, um, he's logged, since he's logged into some, uh, I think, Ballarat meeting and, and Singapore and, and elsewhere. He found us on Facebook and he liked the videos that he'd seen. And so he made contact with me and uh, we've been in contact with him ever since and he's joined some of the, um, the Zoom meetings around the place. He's in Vietnam, uh, not Vietnam, um, Burma or Myanmar. And he is uh, spirit-filled, um, still to become fully aligned in our way of thinking, if you like, but he, is, he seems to really love the Lord and he seems to love our fellowship. And uh, it just is a testament of in this age of restrictions with the COVID that we've been forced to go online and the gospel is being published in a way never like before. And it is re it's far reaching. So even Joel Van gets to hear the truth. Next slide. And this is Jody. Jody is from Dubai. Uh, Jody was uh, baptized in spirit field as a seven year old in Townsville in our fellowship uh, in the RCI days. Um, and then she went back to Malaysia with her parents and uh, sometime after that stopped fellowshipping and altogether stopped walking with the Lord. Uh, she had stopped walking with the Lord for about 20 years and she came in contact with our Facebook page. Uh, she'd also made contact with someone in who'd received the Holy Spirit around about the same time as her in Queensland. And then someone else suggested, look, why don't you look at this um, fellowship in Sydney? So she found us on our Facebook page and she started to Zoom in our meetings. And then I sat down, well, when I say I sat down with her, she was in Dubai and I was in my lounge room. We were Zooming each other and uh, had a good long chat. And she is just... Uh, happily walking on in the ways of the Lord, I said to her, look, you're going to have to, you're going to, have, to have a pastor. I said, you just can't be a, a sheep wandering around without, you know, you're going to have to have a pastor. Look, you know, um, there are, you know, fellowships in England or Europe, which are close to time zone to you. Um, you know, she said, well, can you be my pastor? I said, well, I can to begin with, but, you know, you, you need someone to be your pastor. She goes, okay. And also, look, I want to tithe. Can you please send me the bank, your bank details for the fellowship? I thought, praise the Lord. You know, and I know it's not about the money at all, but it's about the hearts, about the, the service. And uh, she's been speaking, living in a Muslim country. She's, she, she speaks to people about the Lord. She's not afraid. And uh, she's uh, happily Zooming in. Um, she's even on our youngies. Um, WhatsApp group chat as well. She just, yeah, enjoys being part of the fellowship, even though she's in Dubai. All right, next slide. This is Asumi. This is a testimony that began in Adelaide. Um, our sister in the Lord, Rose, who's sitting at the back. Uh, oh, by the way, I've got permission from all of these people to publish all of these, this information, by the way, in, in case anyone's wondering. So this, this started off... Um, with Rose Pereira, and uh, this is a relative of hers. 
and uh, then I know Pastor Chris got involved, and uh, and then um, I've uh, got involved. And I met Asumi in June this year. I met her in a park, and. Uh, Sumi was really moved by the things of the Lord and she went down to Botany Bay to a, a familiar and favourite place of hers and she called out to the Lord and received the Holy Spirit, spoke in tongues on her own. Uh, Sumi lived a very different lifestyle beforehand uh, but the Lord has certainly worked wonderfully uh, in her heart. And uh, this is Sumi shortly after she got baptised. And again, Asumi's testimony is not on Facebook. We haven't put that up yet uh, for certain reasons. But if you'd like to see that, I do have that video on my own phone. Uh, come and speak to me afterwards if you um, would like to see that. But, uh, yep, in the Lord. And, yeah, praise the Lord for that. All right, next slide. Okay, we've got Kiki here on the left and Thapita on the right, uh, two ladies from Indonesia. Now, Thapita um, actually was spoken to 2016, I think. Um, and we had a rally in Chatswood in Sydney, and I know Pastor Phil Haddad uh, had spoken to her in Sydney. And um, she ended up getting baptised, received the spirit eventually. Very shy, very quiet lady. Anyway, she went round to Kiki's house, not knowing Kiki, but to bring someone else to the meeting. And that someone else happened to take flight and wasn't there. But Kiki was. And she heard the conversation at the front door, how Thapita said, I've come to meet so-and-so and to bring her to my church. And inside Kiki's head, a voice said to her, go to church with this lady. And so she walks to the front door and says, can I come to your church with you today? She goes, yes, you can, but we're leaving right now. So, okay. And so up she gets and she goes to the meeting. She comes to the meeting and the talk that day was, having, was about having a new identity. And she felt that the whole talk was, was for her, was speaking directly to her and for her. And at the end of the meeting, um, I have prayer with her for a couple, with a couple of other sisters in the Lord, and she receives the Holy Spirit. And uh, then the next week she comes along and she gets baptised. And this is her after her baptism. So, yeah, wonderful stuff. Okay, next slide. Okay, this is a man called Con. He is from Vietnam. No, Laos, sorry. Laos, originally, uh, but, uh, but bred in Melbourne. And because of the lockdown that was quickly imposed in Victoria, he whizzed up to New South Wales and stayed there. He's got businesses in Melbourne and Sydney. He's a, an entrepreneur. And he gave his heart to the Lord, in his own words, seven years ago. And he didn't go to church, but he went online and he read his Bible. He went, he listened to lots of preachers online. And by the time he found us on Facebook, he knew you needed to repent, be baptised and receive the Holy Spirit just by reading the Word of God. Now, I don't know a lot of people 
who come to that same conclusion as us, but he did. And uh, he wanted to just be baptised and not come to our church. I was actually over here in Adelaide in quarantine when I first made, when he made contact um, with me. And I said, look, why don't you just go to a meeting in Sydney? You don't need to wait for me to come back because, you know, I'm not going to be back for another five or so weeks. He goes, oh, no, it's all right. I'll wait for you. I'll go, go to these other churches. He was church hunting, church hopping. And uh, so I kept in contact with him. Um, I came back to Sydney um, prematurely and he, then he joined us um, in the meetings and eventually he got baptised. And I think about two weeks later, he received the Holy Spirit again on his own. And uh, he's now been bringing his older brother's friend along to the meetings uh, as well. So this is Con. Uh, so wonderful stuff. His testimonies is also on our Facebook, Sydney Revival Fellowship on Facebook. Next slide. Okay. Um, this is very recent. This is uh, this month. And um, who knows Paul and Jenny Trad from the Central Coast? Oh, I feel sorry for you. All right. All right. This is a relative of, of Paul's, uh, diagnosed with stage three cancer. I think it was stage three. Anyway, it was uh, in the lungs, had metastasized outside the lungs into lymph nodes. Um, and it, it was not looking good. Um, Paul and Jenny had gone up to Queensland to speak to this, um, their relative and to pray with him, in which they did. Um, they then prayed with him just in English, no, not in the spirit. They prayed with the whole family. Um, and then afterwards they went, so he had all the scans and tests done. It was, he then had to have another test or scan in regards to how they were going to operate. And between the prayer and this next bout of scans, the cancer had totally disappeared, but also the lumps had totally disappeared. And the doctors were scratching their heads. They then had to go searching for the cancer and searching for the lumps. They did not understand what had happened. And... Um, Yes, I've got a little video. This is a shot taken from the video. This is just him saying thank you to the fellowship because we prayed for him. So he was miraculously and totally healed of cancer without any medical intervention. So amazing stuff. And I think this next one might be our last slide. Yep. Again, a story that uh, begins in Sydney. Um, at the end of last year, we had uh, a... Uh, a Fijian man, Apelli, his name is, which is Abel in English. Apelli came to our fellowship, uh, got baptised. He was already spirit-filled but um, was quite happy to be baptised um, with the understanding of, our, of, of the doctrine as we understand things. And uh, his family, though, are back in Fiji and uh, he's just waiting for visas and to bring his family Anyway, his wife is a very hardline Catholic, I've been told, and he was saying, oh, look, there's no way my wife's going to, you know, to come along. She's, she's very, you know, maybe loves the Lord, but very, you know, set in this certain way. Anyway, so again, leader Jerry or Pastor Jerry now, you can see Pastor Jerry is the man laying hands on the boy, which is his son um, there. 
So Epeli's family hears the truth through Pastor Jerry in Fiji. They all get spirit-filled. They all get baptised. Nothing is impossible with the Lord. Amen? So I guess just to sum up, it's been a, a heck of a year, you know, good and bad. But I hope these highlights, I've just sort of, I've sort of moved all the bad stuff out of the slideshow and just focusing on all the good things that the Lord has been doing. And hopefully this keeps us going into 2021 and motivates us to continue the wonderful work of the Lord and to see many souls saved like we've just seen here. Thank you and amen.